friend, this is Prophet Manasseh. The Lord begun to speak to me and told me some things that I have to tell you in person. This is why you need to meet me in Baltimore, Maryland, one night only on March 7th. I must anoint you with a special ointment, and I must speak this word in your ears. I'm telling you, you have to see me face to face. I've never felt this before in my life, but this is the first meeting of the year. You have to meet me on March 7th, that's Saturday, in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm about to pass the phone to my dear precious assistant, who's going to give you the number to call back, so that you can get One, more information. VIP so <laughs> registration. I have put aside a seat for you, because you are one of those individuals that I must see on that day. Please hold as I pass the phone to my assistant, and call that number Possibly immediately. I'm waiting to man. know, am I going to see you in Baltimore, Maryland? The number to call is Oh, I don't want to know that. I don't. I don't want to get In off that Baltimore, Maryland. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode. What is it? Three thirty-six. Being recorded on February the eleventh, two thousand fourteen. Fifteen, two thousand fifteen, rather. Mm-hmm. I'm Ryan Shrout. I'm Jeremy Alstrom. I'm Prophet Manasseh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Alan Malmitano. First one to register, ProphetManasseh.com. That's <laughs> got to be taken, right? I mean, that's got to be a thing. That's the, Literally, that is a, a phone number that I've never used. That's a T-Mobile like test sim. And it's a good thing. And uh, I, get, I bet I get three or four of those a month on that sim card. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. This is the official podcast. There are several unofficial ones, but this is the official podcast of the PC Perspective website. We review computers and shit. So, you know... Sometimes laptops, sometimes tablets, sometimes phones. The stuff in computers and shit. Monitors and stuff. It's, yeah. It's a thing. We do that. Uh, but we do record the show live as well, uh, which many of you that are joining us now already know. PCPro.com slash live is the place for that. Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and if you want to sign up for our mailing list that we only use to let you know when we are about to do live streams, you can go to pcper.com. Or the profit is. Or if the profit, yes, we, you know, he may he might get access to that too, especially if I go to Maryland and he anoints me with the special anointment Lubricants. oil. Uh, but if you go to pcper.com slash subscribe, you fill a little form to ask for your name, your email address, uh, and send that in. And literally, that's all we use it for our uh, PC Perspective and Profit Manasa live streams. So... <laughs> Uh, I think it's fairly safe. Subscribe. I, I want to tune in to the Prophet I'm, Manasseh I'm live stream. Strap a GoPro to your head, and you're going to go to Bar- Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> yes, it's going to be great. I'm going to get one of those chest straps for it, you know, <laughs> yeah, and then make one, sure it's yeah. one of the oil-proof ones. Yeah. Wait, yeah. You, know, you need one of those hats with the hidden camera that you can totally see, like see the camera in, because it's a hat that no one would wear. It's a like shirt a plain pocket, hat, a shirt pocket spy camera as well. Yep. Yeah. Or have a briefcase that you always conspicuously <laughs> point at the person you're the big, big lens on the opening in front of it. Oh, man. So um, what the hell happened this week? Um, where did we end off? Let's see. Uh, first up, GTX 960 overclocking discussion. So uh, two weeks ago, some time ago, when Tom was here and we did the GTX 960 giveaways. Uh, I asked each individual winner, there were 10 of you, uh, if I could use your graphics card for overclocking, testing, and comparison. Everybody yep. replied with a yes. We have since shipped everybody's cards out, so you'll, you'll get them relatively soon uh, if you haven't already. I've seen some people send us Twitter messages, and Ken's laughing at something. Um, but uh, So what we did was we took the 13 
graphics cards because we had 10 from our winners and three other ones that had been sent to me already for review. And we put them through the overclocking tests that we do. It was We didn't do performance testing really or anything like that. We just basically wanted to see how high we're, could we get these cards to overclock and then what kind of the patterns and consistencies we saw. Uh, real quick setup, we used EVGA's Precision X. For all of the cards, I was told by all parties involved that that will not affect the actual overclock ability you know, for what we were going with. Uh, here is, let me, here we go. If we look through all the video cards here, it's a nice tower of, uh, uh, of nope, that's Josh. Here that's not a tower. We got, we've got four, <laughs> we've got four Asus GTX 960 Strix up top. We've got five EVGA GTX 960 SSCs and four MSI GTX 960 Gaming. Well, they're, they're the exact same part. Uh, the green ones are the 100 ME editions. So you plugged in your 12-way SLI bridge, right? 13. 13-way? Yeah. Oh. Took several PCI bridge extenders. This is what we use. We use Precision X here. And all we really did for the overclocking was we, we took the voltage up to the highest it would go. That's not ever a problem. And then we started adjusting the GPU clock offset and then the memory clock offset until we ran into instability. Uh, and stability tests were run through 15 minutes of... Uh, metro last yeah, metro. looping, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it was the easiest to start and finish um, running, right, to, to test this because we had to do a lot of testing on a lot of video cards. And the reason this was an interesting story, right, is not because we've never done overclocking of cards before. We, you know, but it's it's very rarely. I don't think I've ever had thirteen of the same, of the same GPU in the office at the same time. I may have had thirteen. I bet Different. I bet you had 13, like, 660 TIs. That sounds like a card we had a ton of. 750 TIs, we had a lot of those at one point, too. Uh, but never 13 and never all at the same time. So uh, we wanted to, to give that a shot. So here is uh, our first graph of results. Now, what you're seeing here are the peak consistent uh, clock rates, right? So this is, in, in fact... All these GPUs ran at these clock speeds continuously through the majority of a 15-minute uh, uh, window of game testing, right? So uh, we scaled anywhere from 1501. What's the base clock? Uh, what is the base clock on this? Um, 1253 is kind of your typical boost clock okay. for the pre-overclocked card, actually. Right. I think the regular boost clock, the reference is 1178. Okay. Um, so that gives you an idea of where we're starting at. But the worst overclock we got was 1501 megahertz. It's consistent. Pretty, that's a pretty good gain. Yep. And yeah. up to 1576. And, and you can kind of see we have this. The most common area looked like 1542, 1544, 1544, 1546. So you kind of know where you're at in terms of relative to uh, a norm of some kind, of, yeah. at least of our 13 samples. Um, also worth pointing out, this blue line here, this line uh, is representative of the maximum CPU temperature we saw during that 15-minute period as GPU well. GPU temp, always, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's always towards the end, obviously. Um, and what you'll notice is the EVGA card, see how it spikes up there to like, uh, I don't know, like 74, 75, 74. Mm-hmm. The EVGA cards were the ones running the high, hottest. Huh. Um, and that's just a... That's just based on the cooler they were using for whatever reason. Whereas the Asus and MSI cards were all kind of consistently in the 60 to 63 range. The EVGAs were like in the 70 to 75 range. But it never got above 75. And considering that the, if you look at the, at the overclocking, you know, the EVGA Precision X, the default GPU temp target is 80C. So we never even yeah, got so close to that. you never hit the target. Even right. at maximum overclock. Huh. Uh, and maximum voltage. So... 
So you're 70, fine either 75 way. 75C is, I mean, it's 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 higher than the other cards, but I don't think it's an issue to really to really be worried about. Um, to be clear, let's see, the, the, the gap from the smallest to the largest overclock is mm-hmm. 75 megahertz, which is, where's my math on this? Um, I don't know. I must have put it at the end now. Mm, we'll check on this again. But the gap of 75 megahertz from our lowest overclock to our highest overclock it's not a very large percentage of no, really. the overall clock speed. Yeah. Like, it seemed to be pretty consistent based on what we we're going at. And I would, 5%. Okay, there you go. Um, and math. I would, math I is hard. Out, it, is, it is difficult for me. It's been a long day. I landed at the airport at 9.15 a.m., so give me a break. Please. Please. The, Please. Um, what was I going to say now? Yeah, I don't know. Josh, Josh, Josh ruined it. Ruined it. You know, I will anoint you with my special ointment. <laughs> uh, basically, I was going to say that it's very consistent. Oh, I will say that the three cards that I got in is kind of a side and a side. Like, I got sent three cards for review, and right. we kind of kept track of those separately because we wanted to see if those were in the high end. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for the you know the whole binning and, and giving the golden samples to uh, review units and stuff. And actually, my Asus card is the one down here at the bottom that's 1,504 megahertz. The one that they sent to me was 1,504. Boom, boom, uh, boom, and neither of these ones, I think I think one of the 14, 1544s that was the MSI from ours. I don't remember the EVGO one. But it wasn't like on – it weren't either of the highest two options. So that – at least in this case, everybody was honest and just took a random one from, from stock. Memory overclocking, much less interesting. Uh, range from 1927 to 2073 megahertz, which uh, equates to the highest effective rate of 8.292 gigahertz, which is actually really awesome when you think about it. Default is uh, 6 on this. Is that right? No, 7. Is it 7 gigahertz? Is that the, the standard? Uh, 1753 times... So seven gigahertz is the default. Seventeen fifty-three times four. So, you know, and and we should point out basically if you look at these two graphs, the the ones that had these are actually in the same order as this graph above here. So the ones that had the highest GPU clock do not necessarily have anything to do with who has the highest uh, memory clock speed. So keep that in mind as you go there. And then in terms of performance, you're looking at we just I just ran uh, with our highest overclocked model versus um, the standard ASUS pre-overclocked SKU. And you can see we went from about 35.5 to 40 frames per second. Doesn't sound super great, but it is 12.9% increase in average frame rate, which goes along with a 12.2% GPU clock speed increase and 9.7% memory clock speed increase from the uh, uh, already pre-overclocked settings to the maximum overclock settings of that card. So, um, yeah, it was 5%. I did find it in my uh, conclusion. I had done the math at some point, Josh. But, At one point, yeah, yeah. Uh, so w- we know that if the median that we saw in thirteen cards is fifteen hundred forty-two megahertz, I'm kind of curious to see how that matches up with uh, a, a larger sample of of people that have bought these cards and have overclocked them. Uh, also, I like just seeing pictures like this of stacks of fourteen identical video cards with uh, the Woot Monkey sitting back there a with a GTX nine eighty. Yeah, I don't know why is the Woot Monkey have a GTX nine eighty? I know because he what likes is the, the best. Woot Monkey doing. To the GTX 980. He it might be in a compromising position. He didn't know he was being on. He didn't know he was being filmed. Just that a little day. light spooning. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, a couple of other weird things to note. Um, the 
1,576 maximum boost clock that we saw is 33.7% faster than the typical boost clock rated at 1178 hmm. for reference cards. So the reference card reference uh, specifications from NVIDIA claim 1178. We were able to get 1576 out of one of these cards. A 33% increase in clock speed. That's, that's a huge, huge amount. Um, it also makes you wonder why NVIDIA would consistently leave so much performance on the table. Yeah. They claim it's always to, to give their partners room to, to differentiate amongst themselves. That's a lot of... Which is fine, but... I guess. It's odd. Uh, secondly... I don't, I don't know how to explain this. We, I, I saw an interesting phenomenon. I'll just read it here. Around the GPU clock offset, which is how you overclock these cards now. You don't actually set a target clock. You just kind of say offset by this much. Mm-hmm. Right? And it kind of moves both the, the base and the boost up at the same time. Right. Um, even for the exact same graphics card models for the five EVGA SSC cards, um, with the GPU offset of plus 90... The resulting peak boost clocks were 1544, 1558, 1519, 1533, and 1507. So even though they were the exact same cards, I was setting plus 90 for all of them. Right. That the the logic of, you know, uh, whatever is involved in, like, measuring the chip Mm -hmm. and how it performs and all that stuff, I mean, that's a pretty wide variance for what we would think they would, would... I would expect them all to kind of go up and step together, you know, one would fall off before the other, uh, but they didn't always do that. Well, they, clearly they didn't do that, right? They kind of, so so if you're comparing your overclocks to your friend, what I'm telling you is don't just quote the offset because mm-hmm. the offset's kind of useless. Well, I got a plus 90. Well, I got a plus 90. Yeah, well, to, one of you, you to, got you 1507 and one of you got 1558 Yeah, was the resulting clock. So you need to use something like GPU-Z and record your clock speed or just use, you know, the monitoring of Precision X or something like that. And uh, you can measure that that way. So it does indicate to me that the GPU boost as a technology is doing something other than just kind of blanket changing settings like it's attempting to monitor voltage and, and current and how much power is being drawn and yeah. it varies on a chip to chip basis so it's doing something um but you know at the end of the day the total net overclocking result for all these cards were fairly fairly similar i think so uh thanks everybody who won those cards and then let me keep them for an extra 10 days or so to get through all that testing uh but uh, yeah, that was that was interesting, and, and hopefully, maybe we can ride this wave and say when another card comes out, we could request a, a baker's dozen of those as well, <laughs> even if just temporarily to kind of get a good baseline for overclocking. At least that's the plan. At least we know that they don't cherry pick samples. Yeah, that was that was an interesting kind of just total sidebar thing. It was like yeah. you know, it's not so much that they cherry pick; <clears throat> you're just not worth it for them to cherry pick you. Oh, well, that makes me feel very Aww. sad. Yeah, I think I'm I'm worth it. I think pretty much uh, very few of the I SSD samples I... that I get in have been like, you know, pre-opened or anything. They're all factory sealed kind of. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody has a shrink wrap machine. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, well, what I was saying to Ken the other day was like, I was, I was kind of surprised that like they don't just like make sure it's not DOA. Like yeah, I I would kind right? of I would appreciate that because when I get something that is you know, just just make sure it t- like you don't have to sit there and do right to it and do all sorts of stuff to it mm-hmm. just like make sure it works before you send it to reviewers I guess just in case like that would suck if you got like four SSDs from one company or just like, always send three I guess of the same yeah. that never happens. Yeah. Uh, speaking of SSDs, we're going to move on now and talk about a Plexter M6E Black Edition. 256 gig PCI Express SSD. Yep. This is a PCI Express SSD with a heatsink. 
Uh, it is a snazzy flat black housing with a red heatsink on it. It's got mm-hmm. a matte black PCB on it too, actually. Yeah, yeah, the PCB. I mean, it's really it's a really nice looking SSD. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but the thing to remember is that that is a plain M6E part. In other words, the M.2 SSD. Okay. That Puckster makes. Uh, and then they so made specifications a, are the same. The spe- it's identical. It's the same exact. That like the, the part, the M.2 piece that's inside of all that snazzy looking housing is the same thing, hmm. right? Um, and Plexter previously sold that in a PCIe version, but it had a green PCB, and you just saw the M.2 part just plugged into the board. There. Green PCBs are for losers. And it, well, I, actually, I think I think in there it's still a, a green PCB if I remember right. No, it's black. Is that one black on the inside? It's black on the back. No, 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 no. The M.2 part. Oh, oh, oh. Like no, the actual... it's black. Oh, yeah. So this yeah, is black. so this is the is the SSD here. They, they basically you have the, the transposer whatever here. Interposer whatever. And then you've got it. this uh, massive heatsink. <laughs> it is way overkill since that SSD draws like. 15 watts max. Is that SSD overclocked, bro? Uh, no. <laughs> there's also a... Can you water cool it? There's this... Uh, I mean, you can water cool anything. There's, yeah, if you keep looking, uh, they also added some other stuff in addition to the heat sink. What like, are those pads for? What are those? Uh, I think those are for caps. Phases. Can we just short them and see what happens? No, that would be bad since I think they're parallel with the power supply from the motherboard. Mm-hmm. Um... So here, here's the other version. Yeah. And you notice that one difference you're about ready to point out, which is this. Yeah, they added a SATA power connector. SATA power connector. And. Got a power storage. I mean, they didn't really have kind of an argument for it. I guess maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just asked their guy, like, right at CES. I was like, what, what's this really for? Like, do you really need this? It's just, it's the same SSD, right? Like, you can't really turn up the power or anything. He's like, no, we just, we wanted to add a SATA power connector. <laughs> But I guess if you were doing maybe, like, I, I would try to think maybe if you were doing four-way SLI or something, but then you don't have any slots left to plug this into, like, so that if you were worried that your PCIe power was really being drawn yeah, by something else. That would not be what I would think. Yeah. Are those anyway, traces even hooked up to anything? Uh, no, it's, it's in parallel. Like, it, yeah, it will supply the SSD. Like, I followed the traces. It goes to it. Like, it's, it's not a joke. It's well, just well, <laughs> not something you'd really does need it, to use. Th- it doesn't have LEDs on the back. Uh, it doesn't. They're on the top. They're on the top left. Oh, that's they're, right they're here. Just surface mount instead oh, okay. of um, okay. pointing out the back. Gotcha. And one of those pictures has it like it's the card's lit up and it has kind of like cool, you know, blue so scroll slash back green. Up. It yeah. was on the first page, I think. That's right here. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of the. Yeah, pictures. but go back to that page because there's the other cool feature that they added on the board. Yeah, the that, the thing that's uh, probably the most useful on the you can see it in that shot actually, in the lower right there, there is a, a oh, yeah, small yeah, pin yeah. header, and that's for assuming that's your only SSD in the system or that your only storage device in the system. You can uh, if your uh, chassis has a cable that can be split, uh, you can connect your uh, hard drive LED. So, okay, so your front panel, case, LED, like hard drive light would blink in time with this. Yep. If only they had a a BIOS battery next to that as well as a secure race (laughs) jumper, that would be awesome. It would be. Would it? true. But a BIOS battery wouldn't be enough to power the SSD. We're so close to our, our, our need of SSDs with lights. Well, that's right. We did want that, didn't we? we? We wanted it in SATA, but I mean, we could make it happen with this one. We could wire up some LEDs to that header, and yeah, it's true. You got that. Lights. You've got that SATA connector. You that you're not, you know, just 
go into those traces and just put like a row of LEDs in there. Yeah. I mean, it already does glow from behind the heatsink. Does it do activity though? Yeah. Oh, okay. That flashes. Um, it is kind of like there's always some there's always some LEDs on though. Like I think the blue ones are always on, and like yeah, green ones get added to blue. it for activity. It's kind of they listen to us. Lights on SSDs. Blue LEDs. Well, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it the is. future. So what's, it, what's, and, and it is blue, which is kind of annoying, but yeah. it's also blocked mostly by the like it's kind of diffused so it's diffused by the heat some, Okay. Yeah. So what's performance like then? Uh, it is exactly just like the, the other same one? as okay. every other one we tested. That's that's the uneventful part of this. <laughs> yeah. Is like it's basically the same thing, right? So I kind of took this as an opportunity to throw in some other results because, like last time when we tested the M60, just the regular PCIe one, we were connecting, we we're uh, comparing to like a OCC Revo and other PCIe mm-hmm. SSDs. And this time I figured, well, let's just throw in some more just regular SATA stuff for people that are going from SATA to this. Right, as more sure. just more points of comparison, uh, and I even threw in a uh, RAID zero pair of uh, Evo 850s, smaller Evo 850s, oh, right yeah. um, just to show. And there, it's not necessarily double everywhere, right? Like in the fall copy test, for example, those Evos kind of just balance out with the rest of them and kind of right. mix in with the pack, right? Uh, but for fall creation, obviously, the you know RAID zero SATA is still faster than this, right? So um, this. SSD, this Marvel controller, it's decent, but it doesn't. It's not really bottlenecked by even the PCIe uh, two-lane interface that it's using. Gotcha. Right. Um, you know, it's not really riding that bottleneck. It's mm. it's uh, actually a little bit slower. So the Black Edition does it change performance? No. What it does change is looks and style and that kind of stuff. And yes. Power connectors. That's it. <laughs> That's um, okay. Sure. Fine. Yeah, and and the other kind of it's really know, the product they should come out with first. They should have, uh, and especially since it kind of it kind of looks bad on them now because they ha- already had the PCIe version, which I'm assuming they're going to phase that guy out probably because if the like pricing why, is the same. Sure. Well, it's it's kind of not like because that part had come down in price, not because the black launch necessarily, but it had just steadily come down in price since it launched. So we have updated prices on the last page, mm-hmm. and, and I included just the regular PCIe version of the M6E in there. And it's still, it's, it's almost like the black launched at what the, the older PCIe one launched at when mm. it first came out. Yeah, right? Let's see if these prices are the same still. Yeah, it's like, th- that was just a couple of days ago what those prices were, so I'm not sure yeah, how much they would change. It's still on pre-order, so it's actually not even for sale yet. Right, tomorrow. right, so pre-order is tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. Um, this here's a picture of it, by the way, with the diffused LED. Yeah, that's right a little there. bit more yeah. of a you know from the Front side angle. look at look, it. Looks pretty cool. Um, I mean, it does look really that's nice. A sweet, that's a sweet stock Intel heatsink you got there too, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Only the best. Yeah. <laughs> Only the best for Alan's test bed. Yes. Um, <laughs> so the the where this puts you though is a couple of issues. The one big issue I actually had on the last PCIe one we talked about for this is they put a warranty void sticker on the screw to be able to get the heatsink off to be able to pull the M.2 part out of or off of this like interposer adapter PCB. You void your warranty if you wanted to install this in an M.2 slot on your board. Correct. Later. So if you buy this because your system does not have M.2 and then later mm. you upgrade your motherboard, you're stuck using this unless you want to void a 5-year warranty just to do what really should not be a warranty voidable thing. Right, this is you could buy yeah, the M.2 part from them. Yeah. And that would have a warranty that's five years, even if you installed that onto a motherboard, which is the exact same process you would be doing if you took this one off of that board and put it on your motherboard. So it makes that part makes that's no dumb. sense to me. Yeah. And that's kind of frustrating. And the other thing 
once you look at that and start thinking about, oh, well, now do I want to wait on this because I'm going to upgrade to this other motherboard later, uh, look at the fact that there is like an $80 price difference at all three capacity points between yeah. the base M.2 part. Like the, the 256 gig M.2 is 220 Yep, and it's 300 for the black heatsink with the PCIe riser and all that stuff. Right. So if yeah. you're so if you're kind of on the fence about doing the motherboard upgrade, just and you're and you're also looking at this, take that eighty dollars into consideration. Now. Went down five more dollars. Oh, so. keep refreshing. Keep refreshing. <laughs> yeah. So there. So there you go. You I mean you could you could just take that eighty bucks and put it towards your newer motherboard that had the M.2 slot on it, and just bought the cheaper SSD. You know, yeah, and, and you know it wouldn't look as snazzy, but you also wouldn't have that extra PCIe card installed anyway, right? You'd have a cleaner install overall. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so that review is over at PCPro.com as well. If you want to check it out and see more pictures of the SSD bling, as Alan puts it, uh, our last review—it was a shorter review week for us—is uh, comes from Lee, who posted the Silverstone Strider Gold S. <laughs> ST1500 GS power supply. I guess that means it's a 1500 watt power supply. Oh, look, I was correct. Um, Arc welding. It is 1500 watts in a compact 180 millimeter depth for, quote, easy integration. Fully oh, modular. Uh, I didn't know you could do a 1500 watt gold. I thought it had to be more efficient than that. I mean, only if you don't care. No, but I mean, like. The, the fan probably runs hot. I'm not talking more. like to actually get that out of the US plugs. Oh. That had to be more efficient than the gold standard. But apparently I'm wrong, so I'll shut it up. It does have a 1600 watt peak power output as well. Hmm. Even huh. makes it more confusing for yeah. US outlets. Yeah. Apparently my math is bad and I should feel bad. Well, maybe yeah. maybe the math is is just changed. Come on, bro. It does have one of those cool sad frowny face mm. uh power plugs. Just looks like Success. more contact area. Yeah, it just looks like a sad, like a. Sad. Is it a standard uh, 10 amp plug on the other end? Like, does it plug into, or do you need a 15? Yeah. Amp? No, it's a standard. Oh, okay. Three pole. I mean, at at the rate that these things are going, eventually you're going to have these where they're going to have 15 amp. 120 amp plug. total DC output. Uh, 1440. 1400 amps. 120 amps. 120 amps. 1440 watts over the 12 volt rails. So that's where you're. Uh, what could you do with 120 amps, Alan? That's got to be arc welding, man. It's just, I'm sorry. You gotta that's... stop saying that. It's lo- it's lost all of its luster because you never did. We just need to do it. it. But you're not gonna. I I've got a welding shield. We can put one on the camera. Too. I do like I I like the the finish they have here. It's got, I'm trying to find a picture that shows it really well, but it's kind of got like this. Cracked. Oh. What would you call that? Like almost like a blacktop style or plastic. Like, yeah. Plastic. Di- it's not. But it's like no, it's shinier it's, it's and shiny, but textured. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Have you seen how small Silverstone is making a lot of their power supplies now? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just tiny. I mean, they're focused on on making compact, fairly cool, still quiet. I mean, the inside I mean, they have of this a, uh, is really what? clean for fifteen hundred watts. Like if you yeah. just. Looks pretty small. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Especially compared to our Corsair 1500-watt one. That's yeah, I mean, they've got oh, a 550-watter okay. that is honestly about the same size as this business card box that I never get <laughs> any of my business cards out of. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a, it's it's like a, either a gold or a platinum 550 watts that is this big. It's just huh. tiny. Yeah, and it goes in some of their special cases, if you know what I mean. Oh, I oh I 
Overstone. Oh, I know. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you want to go look at this review, he's got your efficiency curves here so you can see uh, on a 115-volt line at, at what point. looks like 750 watts is about its eh, maybe like 850 is its the most efficient point. Yeah. So make sure you use as much power as possible to get to 850 watts so you can maintain its best efficiency uh, possible. Kind of wondering, like, <laughs> where it, it's like, do you really even buy a power spell like this for no. now, like with the GPUs you're seeing from NVIDIA, where it's just like, well, like, they do, more but you there, don't need it. There could be 300 watt AMD processors. Well, GPUs. there are. What if you yes. want I mean, four like, of them? Huh? What if you want four of them? Uh. Yeah. Do four what if you just pretty close? I guess. Yeah, four I guess what? that would put you in that sweet spot. Uh, if you have, there's a one, there's there's rumors of a like single GPU, 300 watt part coming from AMD. So, which we'll, we'll talk you, about in then you definitely yeah, short we've, we've got we've got a new section post about it here. So it does have uh, only a three year warranty, which Lee chastises slightly. Um, and then it lights on fire. But it can do 1600 watts for 12 seconds. And then the warranty is void. <laughs> well, uh, I think after that it will and just then the crash. fireworks start. Yeah, I, I would argue if you're the type of person buying a 1500 watt power supply, you're probably going to upgrade it in three years because you're yeah, crazy. Maybe I guess. Yeah. Yeah, when the 2500 watts come out, flat ribbon style cables. That's nice. It's a plus. Hey, but you, but you can overclock for 12 it. seconds. You did you get a, a gold award, by the way. Sorry. Go ahead, Josh. He had a uh, PC power and cooling that he bought in 2007. And it still runs today. It's one of the. But that, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it won't It's probably run. still under warranty. I'm no, saying no, no. I think that's just an aside. It's yeah. pretty amazing that a PC power and cooling, which was bought by OCZ, is still running. After it's because they years. had the, this loud ass fans that. Oh, oh they were I had, at one point, those were, the, those were the power supplies that powered my GPU test beds, and I had two running at the same time one for AMD, one for NVIDIA. Yeah. And I think I still have one. I think I saved one of those in the closet back here just for posterity. So. We should start it up. In case of emergency, so pull out In PC case of emergency, swinging yeah, around over your head. Pray <laughs> glass. Shot put it. What is that? What's yeah. that call where you spin around while you're holding the thing? Hammer throw. Hammer throw. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. But no, I, I remember my first SLI. Uh, power supply was the 510-watt PC power and cooling. And that thing was loud. Yeah. But it was... Yeah. It wasn't PC Power and Silent. No, it no, was not. No. That was not the name of the company. Not at all. Well, they, they, they did put out the Silencium, but that was a specific one you paid extra for without that. Do you want a normal sounding pitch. power supply? Give me more dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you're interested in a high end unit, go check out that review. It just went up uh, yesterday, the day before, uh, from Lee. Now we're going to get into uh, oh, that rumored. Radeon R9 300 series GPU. Hmm. Um, what do we What do we know about this, Jeremy? Anything other than AMD used the words "the 300 series" on their own Facebook page? Whoops! It's true. Because like, you know, their marketing CPU people, people, one of the few never... marketing people left, did um, actually say that they're putting finishing touches on the 300 series to make sure they live up to expectation. There's, of course, no date. We, we do know this was February 3rd that we read this. So it's, you know, we, we don't know for sure, but hey, it's the internet, so we've got rumors. What they're figuring is uh, it'll be Fiji XT, and they're guesstimating about 4,096 graphics cores, and it's going to have the stacks. Put it in the chat. Yeah. Josh, do you want to explain what? the stacks? The stacks, the uh, 2.5D interposer that are going to use yeah. the stack memory. 
yeah, it's uh, it's going to be kind of interesting. I I think that there's enough evidence around that we kind of know what's going to what what's going to be introduced. Uh, the question is, is this going to be Q2 or is it going to be early Q3? Um, so anyway, they've got the GPU. They've created this what's called a a silicon interposer, which connects the GPU to a substrate as well as the stacked memory modules that will be around the GPU. So a true 3D stack system will have the memory chips on top of the GPU. Everything is connected through through vias uh, to the die. But that's problematic for any kind of high-powered GPU because those memory stacks are going to be producing heat of their own, and they're going to act essentially as insulators. So the GPU is going to heat very, very quickly if you have a true stack solution in in 3D. Now with the 2.5D, you have the silicon interposer that the GPU is mounted on, and then the memory is mounted on the side and around. Mm. Uh, But it's still a very high band bandwidth that will run very quickly. I imagine the GPU, the, the interposer will actually have a TDP of its own, uh, but it's not going to be anything as compared to the GPU. So this is going to give them apparently somewhere between 500 and 650 gigabytes per second of memory throughput, which compared is to a 224 pretty good chunk. for the GTX 980, apparently. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're looking at double the memory performance. And um, I think some of the rumors that are coming out that it's going to be around 4 gigs in size, and they may actually have a secondary memory, you know, more traditional uh, type GDDR5 that will also be 2, 4, whatever gigs uh, in size. Uh, but it's going <laughs> to... They didn't go over well when NVIDIA did that. No, they, they didn't go over very didn't well to have... <laughs> But if I go over four gigs, you're going to the slower memory, and it's going to cause problems. Um, yeah. Yeah. AMD would I'm, never do that. Never. No. Never. I want my four gigabytes. Yes. <laughs> Plus extra memory. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're the first to really be doing this in in, in graphics. To, but we're not going to see that apparently until 2016. So AMD is getting a jump, but boy... Um, it sounds like it's going to be a TDP monster, and we're talking 300-plus watts that this will require. Finally, the power what? supply guys say. Yes, Finally. yes. This, this will require <laughs> the water cooling that we saw on the 295X2, and, uh, and this will be for a single GPU. I think that there were some leaks of the uh, kind of cooling system that we were expecting to see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, about, what, five months ago? Yeah, something like that. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Basically, yeah, it's, it looked it's like the R9295X2 cooling design, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you're going to crossfire, so- you want an EATX board so you can get a little bit of space between them. <laughs> That's going to be warm. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be probably very, very fast. I think... You know, one and a half times that of a uh, of a R nine two ninety X, and you're going to be getting. I mean, it's going to be four K playable with a single card in in pretty good frame rates, and price that won't be horrific. Well, of course, the two ninety five X two isn't that horrific of a price anymore. I was going to say it's only like seven hundred bucks, six fifty something like that. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting thing. Now, what they're going to do with the rest of the the group is there may be a respin of the Hawaii, which is oh, uh, with R nine two ninety X. That's going to go down to be the R nine three eighty X. Here's I the think... important question: Will they Let's finally stop selling Tahiti after four Tahiti years? Tahiti is going to be <laughs> gone because the three seventy X is going to be. Uh, it sounds Tonga. like it's going to be a fully featured Tonga, the Tonga XT, and then the 370 regular is going to be. This seems to be this seems to be AMD's new thing, right? They release one new GPU, and then rather than bring that same thing down to the to the family during that generation, as they depend on previous generation to kind of fill out the rest of the rest of the thing. They did that with Hawaii only in the 290 and 290X, and then they depended on Tahiti. In Tonga or whatever. Um, Tahiti has been around for how long? To, to fill out the Four two years, and two seventies. So now they're going to bring out Fiji on uh, the three nineties, mm-hmm. and then fill out the three eighties and three seventies with Hawaii. Well, let's say in theory you didn't have a lot of money to put towards engineering of new GPUs. How, yeah, no, like, no, no. This is the way we'd rather them do it. Correct. Than to engineer like super low power or something, because I mean. High-end GPUs are awesome, and we want I just, them. I, I worry about people's frustration about, like, they want new things, even if it's not necessarily better things. I think, like, if you look at the 970 and the 960, they're new things, and that's why they got a lot of excitement, even if they're not necessarily worlds faster than what it was already out there. Um, and I think that's what happened with, you know, with the Tahiti parts, is they're like, well, I mean, it's still a good performance for your dollar, but it's kind of old. Yeah. yeah. And so paint Hawaii's some racing stripes out. and put some speed holes in it, and away you go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, going from the, uh, the 79, wait, the, yeah, 7970. Yep. Is that correct? Yes. To the R9280, it actually kind of increased sales. It's a rebrand. But well, they, it was a, re, it was it was a price drop that did it. Yeah. Well, that too. Right. I mean, it's not like somebody said, ooh, 280X. That sounds fancier yeah, than I'm sure some people did. Maybe. But I mean, if it had been the same price, would they have done that? I doubt it. Probably not. But but still, it's it's you've got working silicon. You've yeah, improved the yields. You've got the the component manufacturers uh, lowering the price on the components that used to be high end, but now are you know going towards mid range. So you've got all these kind of economies of scale and improved yields and you know lower board costs. Why not? I, What's yep. wrong with getting a $700 card uh, a year and a half later for less than half the price? I, nothing. There's, you're right. There's zero, zero, there's zero wrong with that. So hopefully we'll hear more soon. Um, and also, yeah. since uh, NVLink came up in, in their earnings today, uh, apparently they already sold a data center full of them to the like Department of Defense of GPUs with NVLink in them that came out in their earnings. Really? Yeah. We should have somebody pay attention to that shit. Well, like, I mean, the GPUs don't exist yet. Hmm. So, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, good old government boondoggles. Gotta love them. Indeed. All right, a couple of other, handful of other things to get to here tonight. Corsair announces uh, the H100i and the H80i GT and GTX. Wait, hold on. H100i GTX and H80i GT all-in-one liquid CPU coolers. We saw these at CES. Um, basically some new industrial design. They've got, uh, like this light, it's still got a light on the, uh, 
H80i GT and the H100iGTX, but they've got this kind of like stripey thing and then the silvery stripey thing <laughs> on the side. So technical. Here as well. Yeah. Uh, they do claim... The block is actually different too if you look, if oh, you is look on the flip side. Oh, okay. Mm, well... I, it, I've seen a couple of reviews of them go up. Oh, and okay. I mean, they're meant to replace the H80i and the H100i, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they do because the best thing about it is they came out at the same price point. These okay. are the GT models. Uh, they're slightly improved. They're providing a bit better cooling. It's not, you know, a huge generational jump, but it's a nice little performance jump, and they're selling them at the exact same price. These are the ones that have the improved uh, uh, sleeving for yes. the um, tubes. Tubes. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't even accidental. I don't know why I was blanking on that. Um, what can, what did we say that they was, they were um, lined with? And what oh. was the purpose for it? We had a whole conversation with George about this. Yeah, it's no, sleeving cool. itself. I don't remember why. Yeah, the sleeving itself just it, like anti-chafing. Something, it was. So it I think doesn't... it was so you could. It was more flexible to yeah, move around I things. Think so. Oh, it probably had an inner. Um, yeah, liner that stops it from like kinking. Right, and and you... I think it also had something to do with um, preventing more of the evap out oh. of it too. So yeah, uh, mm. interesting little little bits there. Well, I think uh, I think we sent some of these to Sebastian, who may or may not be testing them. He's probably going to try to put ice in them or something. Yeah. <laughs> where cube. do I put the where do I put the, the ice dry ice system. in here? Yeah, I thought we were talking about Nutella. No, that was, that was that's a, he was putting in that it? goes on the that other thermal part. Thermal paste. <laughs> yeah, that's thermal paste. Yeah, yeah. different place. Uh, so, what are these pricing at here? We're looking at uh, one hundred and twenty dollars for the H one hundred and ninety nine dollars for the H eighty radiators there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I will say this: that this even adding that little bit of Corsair branding on the side makes them look significantly nicer. Yeah, at least there's than, something right because the, you can see the plain black. Yeah, because you can see that part. Yeah. Like, Especially if you have a if window, you a window case. or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's and it's right there up against the window too. So previously you would just have like the black side of a radiator. Speaking of Sebastian, somebody that would have no problem with this next story Uh-oh. would be Sebastian. Apparently, uh, there are there was a seller. This was reported by the Tech Report was selling um, fraudulent APUs. Uh, but it was Amazon's fault. Well, no, they were in they were in the actual boxes, like the correct APU boxes, but somebody had changed the processor out inside the box. So instead of getting an A8 7600, they were getting like an old uh, Athlon 645200, I think. 645200 or something like that. An XP, which doesn't have um, the, the no, same pin natural. configuration. No, and not stuff. no, it's a 939 pin. Product, yeah. But like I said, Sebastian would have no problem with this because... He would make it fit. You just make it fit. But I think you should come clean and explain why it is you just got off the plane this morning and, you know, how <laughs> brilliant our break-in in the UK was. Oh, that's yeah. right. This was, was in the us. UK. I was going to make so a here, joke about here, going to the Amazon <laughs> warehouse down the road. But <laughs> Here's the weird thing. Apparently, they had the right heat spurs on them. What? Yeah. Well, that's weird. Well, yeah, no, like, this was awful, and it was somebody who got a hold of them... Pop the heat spreaders off. What with or without killing them? So they even even if dead, you look at the top of it, you wouldn't it. be able to tell. Yeah. Oh, it was the pinouts that okay. they noticed. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, no, this was, no, they, they, what they, they just scraped off the. Uh, they just etched the uh, the top with the the correct number. Well, I mean, you don't have to have uh, you know and, and essentially the same heat spreaders from. That's like high tech fraud right there. 
Well, yeah. like they'd have to re-etch it, right? Because there's already a model number. Oh, you just number put on some it. acid on it and then, yeah, hmm. re-etch. I mean, if not... that's so much effort. Chisel. It, it's a lot of ding, effort ding, to steal acid. How much is it? Seventy eight hundred cost? Like how much? Are these? An A eight seventy six hundred. Not even their so highest. The high end. That's a lot of effort to steal sub hundred dollar APUs. <laughs> like how many do you think they got? Like seven. A couple hundred? Seven. Like <laughs> normally my answer would be a hundred, but that's not as How are they going to move them? Yeah, I don't know. AMDs have enough trouble moving them as it is. That's true. Ooh. I mean, it's fair. It's we gonna do. Still. What are you gonna do with a couple of hundred? Unmarked A eight seventy six hundred Ks. Well, obviously they have sold them already, and they've got the boxes. No, that's true. And it's like, hey, we've got all these fifty two hundreds that we've never <laughs> been able to sell. They were they were upgrading their uh, Bitcoin mining boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But I mean, come on, we've seen this happen with Intel years back. Uh, I can remember the scams uh, with the SSDs, where someone would put a very strangely formatted flash drive on the inside the shell of an SSD. So oh, so that looked, was a thing, yeah. Like it was 256 gig and it was actually a 16 gig flash Genius. drive. That still Genius. happens. China. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll change the firmware too so it reports yeah. to Windows as 256 gigs. Oh, and you can actually write try to, to write to it. No, you it could. stops. You could write to it, but it, the really screwed up ones that were ingenious looped. <laughs> So they just, just overwrote kept, Yeah, they just kept <laughs> looping. Yeah. I so you, that. Yeah, so you could write to it all day long, but every time it just lapped around and just overwrote your old stuff, overwrote your old stuff. We need to think of creative things like this. You know? Scamming? Yeah. yeah. I think it was the CPUs that were made of clay, the Intel, and then they just photocopied in color <laughs> the heat sinks and then the, uh, yeah. yeah, they just had it in clay. This this is way more high tech than the buy an Xbox return a brick yeah. methodology yeah. that I had heard Although of. Although that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, apparently, Nvidia is planning an event at GDC that this is the teaser for, made to game. And you've got this thing with this green. It looks like a. It's either a laptop display opening or it's a box opening and there's green light inside of it. It's it's very difficult to tell. That looks kind of like... Um, but I did get this letter mm. directly from Jensen himself. It was a letter from the CEO. He said he would like to invite me to attend a very special event. You personally? Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Is he going to than... anoint you with the special ointment? <laughs> yep. He needs to see me in Baltimore. You have to come down. This is Prophet Jensen Huang. <laughs> this, is, this is unfortunate because this is only four days before uh, Prophet... Mufasa. Prophet Tom What's Peterson. His name? What's Prophet? You're going to be doing a lot of flying. I, yeah, I got to go. I got to go from GDC straight to Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, uh, oh yeah. That, you know? In Baltimore, Maryland. I bet Jensen goes with me. I bet I could convince him if I play him that message. Bring Tom. No, 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 no. Tom, Tom, be Tom's Tom. not worthy. Bring Jensen. Okay. Because when you no, no, clearly that's a scam, right? So you want a guy with a ton of money. So you want to bring Jensen with you. All right. Right. Who's gonna, you know. Have the cash to to spend. Yeah, uh, but he did invite me. He looks forward to seeing me there. And the that's video one bankrupt. <laughs> it's not signed Jensen Wong. It's just signed Jensen, which is a little odd. Any any guesses? I have my guesses of what this is going to be. You know, the focus of GDC is kind of around DX12, um, but they, you know, they say it's five years in the making. Uh, it it's could made to be game. DX12. It could be it DX12, could DX12 yeah. but they've already kind of talked about DX12. They've already announced that Maxwell supports DX12. So it's not like DX12 is coming out because Windows 10 is now. Yeah. Mobile G-Sync? 
Uh, I mean, may- They've maybe. They've been working on I mean, this that's, stuff. That's possible. Infinity yeah. powered steam box. I mean that. So that that logo thing kind of looks like the little like spiffy Nvidia specific boxes that you get your samples in sometimes. And like when you as you're opening it, it has the little green sure. band yeah. around it the does. edge. It kind of looks like that. Sure. But what's that mean? And they usually have. Well, actually, they'll usually have shield stuff in it. <laughs> or, or, I mean, we got the 980s. The 980s, the 980s came in box. those, yeah. yeah. That's true, too. I, I happen to think, I believe it will be a Tegra, like, either the Shield 2 or, like, a Shield console. Okay. Something well, like what Jeremy tablet. was saying, like, you know, maybe not a Steam box, but, like... A set-top box. But some kind of yeah. set-top box powered by NVIDIA that you can stream your games to. They've already got game streams set up. Right, it works with Steam and it works with all that other stuff. So yeah, you have TV or it mode. works with Android, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Why do we call them set top boxes anymore? Because you'd have to balance, <laughs> like uh, Velcro. Yeah, TV, the TV you just got, dumb. like, you, it's like a razor edge on the top of it. Like you're gonna, you know, oh, oh yeah, put anything uh, on the top. Of and it. they sent this invite out to like Android sites. So, oh, that's true. probably Shield related. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, really? They did that? Okay, I wasn't gonna give that away because I know it's I know it's Tegra related. Because oh, yeah, no, like Android Central in a couple of places got okay. this invite and posted about yep. it. So that, that's public knowledge. Okay, so this is going to so be a Shield it. console. Okay, okay, done. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, thanks, NVIDIA, for ruining the surprise. Oh. Wah, wah. Man. Uh, I don't know what this story is. HD Plex H5 is fanless with super pipes. Super pipes? I thought only MSI could do super pipes. Super. Well, they spelled it the regular way. So that means it's not MSI. Oh, that's true. Yay. Supports CPUs with up to 90 watt TDP. It's another one of these performance for silent devices. That's an interesting design. It's another one of these fanless cases where the heat pipes are in the home theater PC case, and then it ha- there has a block that attaches. Is it just me? Does that this Wait, on the right connect, looks like an MXM module? Does can you connect whatever that? heat pipes you want to that? It just comes apart, or is that just the design before it's like made? The heat pipes are integrated into the case, and okay. then the two pieces meet. Oh, mate. okay. They mate. <clears throat> make loud noises in your case. I see it. Here it is. Okay. Anoint to you with your ointment. So you can see the heat pipes coming in along the top here. Oh, okay. And then yeah, think laptop design. Okay. Yeah, there's some cases that do this, but, but, I mean, but it's still but a that's, really cool idea. Wasn't that very complicated because of the positioning of the CPU? Did they figure out something? Uh... And this is the well, upcoming chassis. Well, you see the, the, uh, the pipes go back and forth while touching the metal. Yeah, touch the friction. fins on the side. So you can you can put different boards in, and there's enough uh, you know enough space. Look at the the length of the pipes. Mm-hmm. Don't get excited, mm. but you can move them back and forth to adjust the position, mm, so you get the best um, penetration of the yeah. heat. Yeah, sink. you have. And the if holes. they don't move very quickly, you should anoint them. Yes, yes it will anoint oil. them with the uh, Nutella with the low temperature fluid in the pipes. <clears throat> uh, sure. Anyway, now I'm a little I'm turned a little on. Scared. Well, Here. easy. Wasn't gonna go there, but probably. He's excited. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, look at that. That's fantastic. Um, that, is that it? Is that all we got, really, Ken, on this list? I don't see anything else on the side there. We're doing good. Yeah, well, the site channel. went down, so you know it's hard to put more up. Oh, the site yeah. went down. Yeah, hmm, that sucks. Nvidia made some money today. Oh yeah, do you know anything about that? Uh it's what they made. Dollars. Oh, what's the numbers? One point four five billion. Jeez. Uh, for this quarter, no revenue is one point two five one billion, which is 
the most they've ever made in a quarter. This is the most they ever made in a year. Their gross margin, something like uh, 55.9%. I mean, that's something AMD would beg for because they're sitting at like 36%. Uh, boy, $193 million net. I mean, they've they've done well. Uh, like Ken was saying, they, they've sold some uh, stuff to some government peoples, which like to overpay for everything that they get. Um, new technology, taker sales, still crappy, but boy, their graphics. Graphics guys are just... Did they lose as much money on mobile as Intel does a quarter? No, no, they have not. I think it's... it's it's impossible for a company that makes one point two five billion a quarter to lose as much as Intel did on their mobile. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, they've they continue to do well. AMD flounders, and uh, I'm going to be kind of curious to see what Q1 is like. They say it's going to be about one point one nine billion, I think. Um, so it's going to be a decrease, but that's expected because Q4 is of course the holiday season, lots of money and Q1 is everybody's tightening the drawstrings and not wanting to spend anything. So uh they've they've done good and uh add-in graphics boards are not dying anytime soon because they they sold a lot of them and certainly the 970 980 Hoo-ah. were big movers during really? uh, Q3 I heard that and Q4. Once. We can keep our jobs. <laughs> For another quarter. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's just jump into our hardware software picks of the week, everybody. Um, I am going to select this phone. I, I We got this in last week. I needed uh, a review sample for this for some testing. This is the uh, Samsung Galaxy Note 4 International version. What's different? Uh, the domestic version, the U.S. version, has a um, Qualcomm 805 in it, I think. I believe. Mm-hmm. SOC. The international version has a Samsung Exynos OctaCore. Big plus 54, little. Big plus little. Here. This is an A57 plus A53. Is that a different camera? Because it's like sticking out the back. No. Or is that how all the Note 4s are? I think are? that's all the Note 4s are. Huh. Um, everything else, I think, what else is different? There might be uh, a different camera sensor on one, actually, now that you mention it, but I don't know exactly which well, one it Well, there's a bigger camera on that thing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, it's a pretty big mm-hmm. bulge it's got there. I fixed my camera bulge today on my phone. So yeah. this is so this is Galaxy uh, Note 4 SM N910C. So uh, the you know it's an unlocked international phone, which means it's expensive, right? Seven hundred forty-nine dollars. And also completely different from the one I posted about. Uh, it's not actually. Eight ninety-five. Seven forty-nine. Eight ninety-five is uh, the free value of Transcend oh. SD memory card that you get. Damn. You know, I just can't get. I, I just can't get excited about those numbers. Uh, do numbers? not a and in ninety nine. It's I can't see the price. <laughs> oh 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 oh! I see yeah. I see. How about now? There it is. Seven forty nine ninety five. I just it doesn't sound the something. same. It doesn't sound the same. So no. this is a six inch device. It has a stylus, which um, is you know for something this small, you could probably consider to be pretty gimmicky. I did find a use for it. So I was at meetings this week, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, am really smart, and so I forgot my SD card um, for my regular camera. And so I was like, well, I have this with me. It's supposed to have a really nice camera on it, kind of like iPhone 6-ish. Yeah. 
or so. Same kind and, of sensor. And uh, so I was taking pictures with it. And then I noticed if you took this out, it pops up the thing where you can basically um, take a screen write or an image clip or an action memo, and you can just basically start writing on the picture. And it will save a separate copy of it. So, like, I would take a picture of some demo that I was watching. And, take notes and then I would the sit picture. there and ask questions about it, like, what was the frequency? What, you know, and I could take notes over it. And if I could, you know, point to something and say, you know, this is this specific model number of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you hit a button, you save it, and you could, you know, do that. Does it still save the image without the annotations on top? It does. Yeah, you oh, get okay. both versions of it. Yeah, you get you get both versions of it. Um, it's pretty cool. So it's pretty cool because normally I would say that writing on something this small wouldn't be particularly useful. That but that's a good style. But I mean, style. it's still I mean, it's a big phone, but it's small for a pad of paper. Right? True. So like, uh, you know, when I was testing, what was the machine I was testing? Um, it was a 10-inch Lenovo tablet, right? That had a, an active stylus on it and stuff, and it was actually cool to take notes on in OneNote, and I had never actually done it before. So I actually did download OneNote on this, and, uh, you know, you can access all your other notes. It's, 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 it's pretty cool. Um, and otherwise, it's, it's a very high-performance phone, mm-hmm. too. But it is expensive because it is an unlocked version. It will work on T-Mobile and AT&T in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I, have, I just threw my uh, T-Mobile SIM card in here to make sure it worked. Uh, and uh, I guess I can turn off Wi-Fi here to make sure I actually get 4G. Uh, or LTE on it as well, um, uh, and so B and H sent this to us for a little loaner to 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 do some testing with and review with. So I'm very curious, and it's still got TouchWiz. Ken was complaining about that earlier. I tend to not be as down on it because you can change it if you want, um, move things around. But I I was a GS4 owner mm-hmm. before that. Was very happy with it. Moved over to a Motorola Droid Turbo. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and this is this is pretty nice. And I and I think. The more I use this, the less daunting of a size it feels like. Because this is, if you compare these two, it's hard to, it's hard to do. But I mean, that's significant height difference in there. Yeah. But it was useful uh, on the on the trip I was on, so I, I got no complaints, and, and and so far so good. Screen is awesome. Yeah. On it. Uh, is that OLED? It, it is OLED. Yep. Yeah, it's. It's it's super it's vivid. Impressive. It's yeah. Pretty awesome. So. Uh, that's fourteen forty two, isn't it? Yes, QHD. So uh, we'll we'll be doing some more testing with this, and you'll see this in several places throughout the website in the uh, in the coming weeks. So uh, I know it shocks people to hear about seven hundred fifty dollars phones, but I was also looking at an iPhone six plus that was eight hundred fifty dollars. Yep, and that also wants to make me like regurgitate just a little bit because of how expensive they are. But when you hear things about Samsung losing money. Uh, and their profits decreasing, mm-hmm. and, and then you go and have some meetings with people about the technology inside this, right? Inside right. these types of phones, yeah. You start to realize there may actually be six hundred dollars worth of value, the actual stuff inside yeah. these devices. So hmm. uh, that's unfortunate for people that want cheap stuff. Although I forgot a Chinese website for you that has all the cheap phones. You could ever want. <laughs> Maybe that'll make that next week's hardware software pick. Unfortunately, the insides are just a bunch of clay, but you know it, it's yeah. cheap. As long as it boots Android, I don't care. That's fine. Yeah, Athlon Everything XTs. boots Android. It's the new Linux. You can yeah. run it on a dead Badger. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you got for me? Uh, well, I'm sad to say that the deal is much better down in the states. And I think we've right. mentioned this before, but the Good XFX Double D R Nine Two Ninety X is three hundred and thirty bucks. Or as Josh would say, $32,999. So we're looking at... Unfortunately, oh, in Canada, go. it's a wee bit more expensive. 
Here it is in good old America. That's because your money, your money's all loony. No, mind you, when you take the uh, current exchange rate into account, Mm -hmm. almost price parity. Unfortunately. Well, I was gonna say, then that makes sense. Then isn't that kind of the purpose? No, no. Then I'm. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. He wants a deal, Ryan. He wants a deal. R9 290Xs uh, for three twenty nine. I think I saw last week. I don't know if those rebates are gone, but you could get it. No, no. Uh, can you get this for three hundred? Yeah, wasn't it around like after rebate or something? Three hundred. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah, yeah. Still this ridiculously cheap price. Actually, this no, this rebate form expired January thirty first, twenty fifteen. I'll be too late. So oh. there might. I, th- I think I saw some more that had later, like February twenty eighth. Um, well, no, last dates, week we but... saw a couple of them, too. Yeah, so if you but look hard, you can get a 290 the 290X is dirt cheap. It might not be the double D every week, but Boom. shop around. You will be able to get one of these for significantly less than AMD should be selling them for, unfortunately. And look, this one lights up. Yeah, but when they rebrand okay. it, they'll be able to increase the price. Oh, no, they'll drop the price. Well, look, I think I can zoom in on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. handy. Josh, what do you got? Uh, <clears throat> I've been seeing this for about the past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a game for $6.99 on Steam called Besiege. Okay. And you can build things to cause mayhem. And I, I linked I linked Ken in the uh, hip chat. It sucks because I can't, I can't do that. He That's Ryan's job. He can't get it from there to there. Uh, if you don't show my screen, I can go in there and get that link, maybe. Here, I'll... Uh, I'll, why don't I put no, 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 it in no. the chat? Uh, That's fine. I got the it. Chat. The image gal, the imager thing. The imager. Yep. Okay. You want me to? Yeah. This is uh, this is bad news. I don't. There it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> the hair, the fire oh, hair, man. just makes. Oh, that's. <laughs> And for the audio listening uh, listeners, Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex. All the audio listeners who are now deaf. The fire hair, man. That just makes it. It's like whipping the hair back and forth and everything. It's it's like Minecraft for making giant weapons of war. That's a weapon of war, all right. It it most. This is ridiculous. I can't believe I allow this crap it's to happen. Ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, the saddest part is that's not the worst one I've seen. Oh, it's not. I apologize. I mean, they have... Uh, so you going to tell me what this game is called? Besieged. Besieged. Okay. <laughs> and, uh... Clearly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, people make some amazing, amazing things <laughs> yeah. in there. And it's a puzzle game. <laughs> Yeah, seven bucks. Can wow. somebody, if I pay eight dollars for this, will somebody send me the save file? <laughs> you particular... want that? You yes. want that one scene? You can share them. You can share the build files. <laughs> Come on, we can build a much better one ourselves. Alan, I mean, I've I've pick? seen some others that oh. just drop me to the ground. That they're just <laughs> so imaginative, so hilarious. It's it's just wrong, but great. Oh, all right, Alan, your turn. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to raid our detective because okay. I hadn't had one in a while. Yeah, or like because you like to not fifteen years the or something. And uh, so I was shop- shopping around, and it turns out, like you know, because I like tweaking things, you know, 
kind of line of work that we do, right? Well, there's this uh, one called an ex- escort red line. And if you go to like some of these radar detector test websites or if you're looking around for these things, there's like companies that will sell them with like a special version that's like, oh, this is our super sensitive version or our extended range version or whatever, right? Turns out all they're doing is just opening the box and changing the settings that are user changeable. But they're dip switches. Then, no, they're just from the front. You just go through the menu and just change. Not even dip switches. There's oh, like, they're opening their retail box. Yeah, they open the retail box and, changing the settings. and just okay. turn it on, power it up, and change some settings, and then put turn it off, put it back in the box, and send it to the person. And they're charging extra money for this, when really, if you just know what the settings are, you just change it yourself. But what the settings do is just make it more responsive and kind of weed out the other frequencies that are typically not used. Why wouldn't they just for... ship it like this? Well, because you really want to scan everything to try to cover everywhere that you are. Everywhere, like everywhere in the States, for example, everywhere that you could be. Because some radars use specific frequencies. But like the most commonly used bands are like KA bands 2, 5, and 8 or something like that out of 10, right? Um, so if you reduce from 10 down to 3, the, the detector does not have to sweep through but all the, the way. All then the channels, what's right? the point if you're not detecting everything? Because the commonly used police radars only operate on those three bands, for example. Yeah, but right? what if it's operating on another band? Could be. Yes, you're right. <laughs> You're right, they could be. But, like, seriously, like, all of the police radars are, like... Then why do they ship it with ten bands? In case, like, new ones come out, whatever, that kind of thing. But there's four. And they switch the radar so, detector detector band. So, so here's, here's the other thing. Because can, of this, I would only recommend that you use band segmentation once you're intimately familiar with the radar guns operated in the areas you drive. Right. And so there's some forms that you can... Uh, Google around for and look, and there's like one forum that has like. So an you have awesome... to fill out a form before you're intimate with your radio. No, 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 no. Forum. Forum. There's a forum where people just re- re- report what bands are in their area. How and... about you just don't break the law, Alan? It's good to know. How about you, you just like... drive the speed limit and you don't have to worry about your radar you detector? You can save five hundred dollars. Listen here, it's Mr. True. Corvette owner. And he I don't. At... And who, I who has it's... never ever gone over the speed limit? And, and mm. if I did. Never got a speeding ticket. That's yeah. true. I'd never had a speeding ticket. Well, I'm, Not try- once I'm in my life. going for the Neither same purpose I. by having a radar detector. Jeez, anyway. either of you were living. Yeah. Um, so actually, this same detector, you can, if you just look at the instructions, you can put it in a mode where it tells you like what frequency it's actually hitting on. So you can drive around for a week or two with this, mm-hmm. see what sure. frequencies do come in, mm-hmm. and then you can weed your bands down to those specific ones, like local yeah, to your but, area. But, right? But does this product tell you when the tread on your tires is non-existent? <laughs> it does not. No, it does that, not. That, that's what we've been doing at the office for the That past is what year. Ken and Ryan have been doing. <laughs> I did, I did post weeks. that picture in our hip chat room, right? Yeah. Literally, yes, since yes. He, literally since you moved here, we've been telling you to get new Since tires. I moved here, I pretty much moved here with ball so tires. So nothing like February and... 11th to really get that done. Huh? Yeah. Hey, listen. Nice. When it snowed the other day, I had so much fun in the parking lot with ice. <laughs> And you can do that with regular tires. No, so it's so much more fun with, with bald tires. Like, the car just spins so much right, faster. So Alan's recommendation is to break the law and to be illegal when you drive. So thanks for I, setting I, I this guess? up. Josh's was robots banging. <laughs> <laughs> siege weapons banging. Siege weapons banging. <laughs> That's yeah. a whole new echelon it's a of whole banging. Whole and different. Alan's is to break the law. Well... So I think those siege weapons were breaking the law somewhere. What about my pick? Yeah, Ken's got oh, a pick. Oh, okay. Alan has his pick here. Oh, this is Prophet Manasa. <laughs> He's yep, got it. Babe. That's it. ProphetManasa.com. If you scroll that, that. down, it has the event listed. 
The, oh, March 7th, the prophetic release. The <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> ointment. <laughs> What yeah, was that yeah, phrase from the voicemail? So Release the ointment. <laughs> what was... I will anoint you with the special <laughs> anoint, ointment. Anoint you with the ointment. And knew that you will have oh, the Lord. release. <laughs> uh, the Hilton. Oh, it's at the Hilton. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Baltimore. Okay. Oh, man. You can go there and feel or, the prophet's or, touch. Why do I have to go? I can just buy the DVD here about how to find my anointing. Is a sensational DVD teaching <laughs> that is sure to help uh, help anchor your mind, body, and spirit. Prophet Manasseh Jordan takes you on a journey to enlightenment using his basic principles from the Bible. He didn't give me his last name on the phone message, though, did he? He didn't he need just to. just Prophet Manasseh. Yeah. Oh, man. Event, the prophetic release. That's it. That's he's all got, he's got. He's I, got think, it I, I think if you Google that, you'll get something way different. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, yeah. You'll, you'll, release. Get the, yeah. Uh, you'll get the besiege thing. Especially yeah. with Safe with the, Search Off. Can we make yeah. donations? Let's make donations. Your seed faith gift makes it possible for what? Prophet Manasseh to seed? take a life. Is this a joke? Worker, is, I don't know. It's not. If it's I mean, as it's, funny, it can't be. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It can't be. This is too. Is he's he playing he's, he's on got a people's real box. like sexual tension or something? I mean, to get them to give he's them money. He's a good-looking dude in that picture. I'll say that. Stop being so perverted. He's already this sucking is serious Ryan business. Dude. He's probably like twenty-three years old. He's been preaching since he was eight. Well, I don't know. Where when they're, another they're, they're when another to empower orphans through the power of faith. When another man anointed him with the ointment. I don't know. I. We gave this guy too much screen time, so... Way too gonna, much. We're going to move on. Uh, which I guess means we're moving on to the end of the show. Kind of a short week here, guys. Not a whole lot going on. We should definitely have, um, between now and GDC, plenty of stuff to review and get through um, on a daily, day-to-day basis. Make sure you're checking out PCPer.com. We're going to have a lot of stuff going up um, uh, over the next 14 to 21 days, I guess. When, when the hell is March? Not that long, right? Three weeks? I don't know. I'll be gone again in three I mean, weeks. it's already 2015, so... Yes. 2015 is already almost a third of the way through. Yep. Think I mean, about that. I think you're skipping that. Quarter of the way, I'm sorry. Almost a quarter of the way through. We're all a little bit closer... To death. To de- I was going to say 2016, <laughs> but to death is also true. I mean, every every minute that passes is one of those. Uh, don't forget, guys, pcper.com slash podcast. If you want to subscribe to this stupid show, uh, you can find the RSS files there. Uh, you can also find you, links to our YouTube videos, uh, or you can just go to youtube.com slash pcper. And then, of course, pcper.com slash subscribe if you want to be on our mailing list where we tell you about our live streaming events uh, that we host here, including this show and sometimes others. We're going to try to uh, ramp up that live side. Now that we can do multiple camera angles, we don't know what we're going to do with that yet. But uh, now we have that capability. Oh, man. Constant shot of Josh in picture in picture. Josh Tech. No. Constant photo. Animated Mm. GIF of Josh. Josh Tech on auto refresh. Maybe I'll just play Besiege during the... (laughs) (laughs) It could be entertaining. We might be able to make that happen. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody. Uh, We'll see you next week. I'm Ryan Schrout. Jeremy Hallstrom. Josh Walrath. Alan Malentano. Bye. Not the prophet, Nasa. Eh.